do not blame yourself. For many sisters who may be newly diagnosed or have had PCOS for months or years, you didn't get PCOS because you ate too much or it's your fault or for whatever reason you may feel is on you. In reality, PCOS happens due to a combination of genetics and environmental factors. The great thing is you can reverse your PCOS with modifications to your diet, lifestyle, but even with that said, it's not your fault that this happened, so don't blame yourself. Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight. Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally. So I became a dietitian to help my sisters feel the best they've ever felt. Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong and take control of yourself. stop recording while i'm acting a fool people think it's fake like we actually like start singing and i click record no talin starts singing and i just like secretly press record and then she realizes it's recording by seeing my face and uh you it's know what i do when i'm waiting people are taking their sweet time how dare you pulling up you thing to as record the producer, plugging the plugs and i am the producer so I put on a concert what do you want i'm an entertainer I like Dr. Dre. I need to push dials down, <laughs> rotate them counterclockwise or clockwise, and then act like I'm doing some work I'm on my end a little bit before I record. Sure. What's up, everybody? Maybe you're wondering where the hell are they now? Where the hell are we now? What city have they sequestered? We're in Amsterdam. Amsterdam, <laughs> and we are loving it. Okay, I know like everywhere we go, we love it. We love it. Of course, like every country gives, has its own like positives and negatives and um, in-betweens. But like the first day me and Tyne got here, we were like, okay, this is our favorite place. <laughs> this beats, like we love Barcelona. We give it 10 out of 10, but this is like above Barcelona right now, above Switzerland, mm -hmm. above London, above Yorkshire. I love London too. But you know what? Yeah. And why? Because there's flowers everywhere. It's warm. The bike lane is as wide as the regular driving lane. Everyone is biking everywhere. Yeah, everyone's on bikes. It's beautiful. What a beautiful way to live. You just hop on your bike and go wherever. And it's not super like uphill, downhill, uphill, downhill. So it's easy. It's a flatland. It's yeah. a flatland. So it's pleasant. You know, you're not like breaking your back all day getting from A to Z. But the funniest thing is the first like, I don't know if you, if people have heard this, but they say like, oh, be careful in Amsterdam of the bike lanes. It's easy to get hit by a bike. And we like checkmark that stereotype immediately as tourists because <laughs> literally we like the first day or the first minute we exited the uh, hotel for the first time ever after, you know, getting in. Immediately, we walked into a bike lane and somebody had to sway around us as we almost got knocked out by a bicycle. We literally walked out the door, went straight three steps, stood into the bike lane and like a swarm of bikes were coming at us. But here's a problem in Amsterdam. You don't really know that it's a bike lane because there's no like signal or there's no sign on the bottom like bike lane or be careful. Like it just looks like a regular lane. Yeah. I mean, it could definitely be overwhelming between like the tram and the cars and a hundred bikes at a time. Like it looks like chaos. You really have to stay centered and focused and like 
make sure you're looking at all the right lights and stuff so you don't drive right into traffic and get smushed. Yeah, but like, even though it may feel like chaos when you're on a bicycle, which we're like, we're currently renting bicycles, the city is like really calm. A good comparison is I feel like it's like Barcelona without the cars, you know, Yeah. without the busyness of cars. It's like New York without the busyness, mm. without the busyness of cars and skyscrapers and more just like, like low buildings, a lot of people outside. There's like a buzz of things happening. Yeah. And there's all these like bodies of water, all the rivers or dams. Beautiful. It's just so beautiful. It's, it's like romantic. Part. Yeah. It's so romantic. Yeah. It's so beautiful. The trees and the birds and the flowers all along the rivers and stuff. Like it's just one of a kind. Yeah. So for anyone, if you're planning some sort of vacation for this for this year, our number one recommendation is Amsterdam. Yes. And we didn't, we're not even talking about like the weed and like the, <laughs> the red light district. Like we haven't even been there yet. We mm -hmm. haven't even gone to the red light district. We've been here for about two, three days. Of course, we're going to go check it out this weekend just to see what, what it's all about. It's like the touristy thing here to go and see what that is. But like the normal life here, like I would live here. 100% I would live here. It's definitely so charming so much to see and do and i mean the weather's so good right now we got really lucky that we weren't here when it was cold because maybe i would have said something else because yeah. i'm not, i'm starting to realize i'm a true californian and i can't handle the weather the four seasons unless it's a vacation <laughs> um, unless it's like a one week let's go to the snow and come back to 75 degrees and sunny i'm yeah. a wimp i'll admit it all right so today we got a great episode we're gonna do uh, our main topic, which is going to be 20 tips and trick every sister with PCOS needs to know. So if, if you're a beginner, if you've had PCOS for many years or some months, these are tips and tricks that you may, you may want to apply. Of course, when we say 20 tips and tricks, that doesn't mean you have to apply all of them. It may be that half of them you want to apply or a few of them can apply to, to your life. But it, these are just 20 tips and tricks in general that you could pull from and use in your day to day life. Yeah, you can start with one. Don't be overwhelmed. Take yeah. it one step at a time. Exactly. So before we get there, we're going to do a little Q&A. So uh, from this week's Q&A, we have our first question from Siraj Rubina. Her question is, this is in re response to a post on Instagram at PCOS.WeightLoss. It was a post about how is PCOS detected. And one of the ways to detect PCOS is irregular periods. So her question is, how do you call it irregular periods? You miss periods completely or just late sometimes? So anything between 21 and 45 days is considered normal. But beyond 45 days, it would be considered irregular. And I want to also make a note here that if you're having really painful periods um, and you're like bedridden for days and it's just like a catastrophe every time that it comes, that's not considered normal. It should definitely be addressed with your doctor. Don't think you know like oh whatever that's just how it is there's certainly something you can do about it to balance your hormones you know it's a hormonal issue it's not considered a regular thing does that also mean like if you're not having consistent periods for let's say like a couple of months in a row mm -hmm. maybe you're having it every few months that would be considered irregular yeah. as well right yeah okay that is great to know for our sisters all right next question this one is from Reese's Pieces love that username the question is, how do I know how many calories to eat? Because I just might be eating too much. 
I like to use the Mifflin St. Jor equation or the Harris Benedict equation to calculate uh, my BMR, like how much you burn just at rest. And that's the minimum amount that you would want to eat. You don't want to eat like less than that because then you're kind of putting your body under stress. Now, in terms of like how many calories to eat, like once you hit that amount for your BMR, um, I would say gauge your hunger and fullness hormones and see like how you feel. And also, um, if you look up the Harris Benedict equation, it will actually like tell you how much to eat. Another thing I before we move on from this question is a lot of people go to my fitness pal to find out like how much should I eat to lose weight yeah. or how much should I eat. And I don't know what calculator they're using, but it is skewed and it gives you a number that's way less than what you should be eating. Um, so if you want to follow that and you feel good, then go for it. But if you don't like, don't force it because it could be way too low for you. Yeah. Those apps like MyFitnessPal and, uh, and uh, like a lot of those apps, I feel like their focus is to have their clients lose weight. So they give them a bit more restrict, restrictive, mm -hmm. like calorie limits and things like that. Just so that like you can succeed using their app and yeah, but lose weight. Long, but long term, that's yeah. not the healthiest way and not the way to do it. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Okay, our next question is from Sasakan. Question is, best time for workout? And should we work out first or have breakfast first? What do you think? Well, okay, great question there is. So when it comes to working out for PCOS or in general, the best time, there is no really best time, but there's a couple things you can avoid. So definitely working out too late is something you want to avoid. Um, for example, if you're working out at like 8 or 9 p.m., um, what's, what happens when you work out is no matter what kind of workout you're doing, it's going to increase your heart rate. It's going to have a, like a minor spike in cortisol or larger spike in cortisol if you're doing a more intense workout. And it's going to basically make it harder for you to fall asleep later in the evening. Some people believe that when you work out earlier in the day, it can help more with weight loss because it raises your metabolism for the rest of the day. Although this is this can be true, it's very minor. It doesn't make like a huge difference, but it's something like if you want to work out in the morning, it can be a bit of a more benefit for just energy overall. Now, uh, working out first or have breakfast first. So it's obviously it's hard to have breakfast and then go work out and then go to work or go to school. So what I would recommend is instead of working out fasted, you can just have like a banana and a peanut butter. That's going to give you some really good carbs that your body will uh, absorb pretty fast. And you'll have the peanut butter, which will have protein and some healthy fats. And you can eat that real quickly. And then you can go ahead and work out. And then afterwards, you can have like a smoothie, like a breakfast smoothie with protein, some fruits, you know, for carbs, even another half banana, things like that. So yeah, or if you want to have breakfast before and, and wait about 30 to 30 minutes to an hour, that will also be great too. You just don't want to have like a full breakfast and workout immediately after because it makes it hard to for your body to have like that full energy when you're working out right after eating. So just overall synopsis here <laughs> is don't work out too late, like beyond like 7, 8 p.m. And then in the morning, don't work out fasted. Uh, I would prefer you work out either after a small little snack or after a breakfast like after 30 minutes to an hour after breakfast hmm. what's your favorite time time to work out i like to work out early in the morning like before the work day begins if it cuts into the work day because we work from home and like it's late in the morning by the time i'm done then i'm in a bad mood because i'm like oh i started my day late so either really early or after work around like five or six 
Yeah, I think we always work out at like five, six. Yeah. That's like our. But I would wish I we could wish work out at like could. twelve, like as like a lunch break. Gosh, why can't we get it together? I don't know. <laughs> so. I mean, I like to work out in the morning, though, early in the morning, because it does make me feel like I started the day off right. And it makes me feel like I'm going to make good choices throughout the day because I got that workout in. Like it's it's the first win of the day, the first like boost of confidence that it gives you. And I've actually read, like you said, that it helps boost your metabolism a little bit um, in the morning. But I can't imagine that it makes like such a huge, huge difference where like you're losing so much more weight just because yeah. no, I don't think so. Uh, next segment before we get to our main topic is our giveaway of this episode. Every episode we do a giveaway to our fellow listeners who of course subscribe and leave a review on our podcast as a big thank you to everyone who leaves those amazing reviews. We always like to um, reward them back every episode. This week's winner is Char123, C-H-A-R-123. Here's her review. I'll let Talia go ahead and read All it. All right. She says, I learned that I have PCOS last year and didn't know where to begin on ways to manage it. I just happened to come across them on Instagram and so glad. I love their positive outlook on ways to manage PCOS and glad they're helping all of us who have to deal with it. Well, you're so welcome, Char, C-H-A-R, one, two, three. And you are the giveaway winner. We appreciate your love. Winner. Winner. Sorry, <laughs> I itched my face. And uh, we're going to be sending you a, a Soul CBD oil tincture. It's a CBD tincture, so we'll, we'll send that way to your sister. And uh, CBD is uh, great for lowering cortisol, really helping with sleep, lowering inflammation. So we hope that helps you a lot, Char. And if anybody else is interested in ordering CBD for themselves, we have a uh, Soul CBD you can order with our 15% off offer. If you go to mysoulcbd.com slash PCOS, um, you'll find the CBD oil tincture as well as gummies and other different kinds of CBD products that uh, you may prefer. But the great thing about them, again, is if you're really struggling with sleep or having energy throughout the day or have a lot of inflammation, um, this is a great way to really uh, improve those symptoms. So highly recommend that. I will say that I've been taking it very consistently ever since we got to Amsterdam because all this stimulation outside is making my cortisol go up. And even though it's lovely and charming, it's like I'm not used to like trams and cars and 100 bikes and you know, having to like be on high alert while you're biking and everything. It's just a lot for me. And, and it's so much fun, but I still know that I have like this, like chronic, like bit of stress that it's triggering. So I take the CBD and that helps me bring it back down because PCOS women, we struggle to bring back down the cortisol. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's go into our, our main topic of this episode and then we'll end the episode with our wins of the week, which is our fellow sisters who are thriving with PCOS, reversing their symptoms, and basically showing PCOS who the boss is. Um, we're going to like to switch around the order of the episode. We usually do that now, but just to kind of keep things different, you know, mm -hmm. just so you guys don't know what we're going to do next. We'll, we'll do uh, our 20 tips now. And I, it's 20 tips, but we're going to go through them like, in a fast way so it yes. doesn't like we won't you know, drag it out we won't drag it out so all right time why don't you go get us started 
Okay, so our first tip is to find support during your journey because it's going to be a little bit rocky, okay? You're going to test things out. It's not going to work and then you're going to have to test new things out. Sometimes it helps when someone's doing it with you or holding your hand through it or just being compassionate and thoughtful of your process as you discover what works for you with PCOS. Yeah. So we're always here for you and we have the sisterhood as well. Yeah, that was a key when we created the private Facebook group for the sisterhood was to have the largest community because the community aspect is the most important thing when it comes to managing PCOS. Like when you're going at it alone, it makes it so much more difficult. But when you have someone to talk to, ask your questions, just get help from, it makes it so much easier. Yeah, and it's very different because we answer the questions. I remember going on Facebook and looking for a PCOS community in the past, and it was really hard because no one was answering the questions, just chaos. Yeah. All right, number two, second tip is do not blame yourself. So for many sisters who may be newly diagnosed or have had PCOS for months or years, you didn't get PCOS because you ate too much or it's your fault or for whatever reason you may feel is on you. In reality, PCOS happens due to a combination of genetics and environmental factors. The great thing is you can um, reverse your PCOS with modifications to your diet, lifestyle. But even with that said, it's not your fault that this happened. So don't blame yourself. Remember, genetics and environmental factors is the reason why. I like that one. All right. Tip number three, be your own advocate. All right, let's say you go to the doctor's office and the doctor isn't listening to you or or fat shaming you or just completely unhelpful. Be your own advocate. Go home, do the research, find out what your next steps are going to be and make sure that you're finding a doctor that's supportive of you and not putting you through the ringer like that because you don't deserve it. It's not your fault. And there are things you can do to help your PCOS. You don't need to deal with that. Amen. Uh, going with that, number four, fourth tip is do your own research. I think mm-hmm. uh, the millennials call this D-Y-D-Y-O-R. Do your own research. Anyway, so yeah, <laughs> do your own research because you wouldn't believe how many sisters have told us, oh, I mentioned inositol to my, to my doctor and he had no idea what it was. The crazy thing is like inositols are the most studied supplement in the world for PCOS and yet many doctors don't know this. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Not just that, like sometimes you talk to other maybe family members or friends who are so uninformed and they don't know anything about PCOS and they're giving you some suggestions that are really deterring and more uh, Mm -hmm. counterproductive. So come in, like do your own research and come in with the research to your doctor's office. Let them review it. Don't um, you can't always like expect your doctor to to know absolutely everything. So, again, if you really want if you want them to look into inositol, bring that research, let them see it, and many times they will be like, "Oh wow, this is a great option." Mm -hmm. No, that's true. Doing and we try to make it easy in the sisterhood. We have the five steps to PCOS weight loss and short videos of me explaining PCOS and like pointing you in the right direction because I know it's really hard. Google says a million different things, so we try to keep it simple and easy for you to understand and have a grasp on and feel confident next time you go to the doctor's office. Yeah. All right. Number five, understanding your PCOS type. Okay. This is super important because if you know what's going on, the root of your PCOS symptoms, then you know what your next steps will be. So if you know you have a lot of inflammation, then you know that maybe going gluten and dairy free could help. So you want to try that. Or if you're insulin resistant, 
then you know that, you know what, maybe lowering my carbs a little or taking a supplement to support my um, insulin sensitivity like Ovacetol would help. So knowing your PCOS type is really important. And that's the first thing we cover in the five steps to PCOS weight loss when you join the sisterhood. So that's the first thing you got to know when you're trying to manage your PCOS. Did you hear about that sister who took Ovacetol and finally got her period after a year of not having one? Incredible. I see those kinds of messages on Instagram a lot. How does that even happen? Well, Ovacetol helps with healing insulin resistance, a common root issue that most PCOS sisters have. And by targeting insulin resistance, we're seeing sisters kick those crazy cravings, finally regulate their periods, ovulate, and improve their egg quality. Each packet of Ovacetol has a 40 to 1 ratio of myo-inositol and d inositol This ratio is similar to the ratio that should be found in the body. But with women like me who have PCOS, this ratio is often imbalanced. So taking Ovacetol can be super effective in treating insulin resistance starting from the root of the issue. So awesome. It tastes like nothing. So just warn me when you put it in a cup so I don't drink it. You got it, boo. Check out the link in the description to get 15% off your order. Are you trying to conceive? When you're in the process of baby making, you don't want to take a prenatal that's designed for a woman who's pregnant. They get expensive and have ingredients you don't need quite yet. Theranatal Core is a prenatal focused on women who are trying to conceive. It contains the active form of folic acid, folate, as well as 2,000 IUs of vitamin D. Also, it doesn't have any expensive ingredients that you don't need until you're pregnant. Theralogix's prenatal, Theranatal Core, is especially for women with PCOS who are in the process of baby making. Check the link in the description for our 15% off code. Alright, number 6, try going gluten-free. Y'all already know about this, but research has shown that gluten can basically be very inflammatory. And when you combine that with an inflammatory condition like PCOS, it may contribute to worsening PCOS symptoms. Not just that, uh, gluten has been shown to impact insulin resistance negatively. So we're talking about two really important root factors when it comes to PCOS. So try going gluten-free for 30 days and see how that improves your symptoms. Tip number seven, try going dairy free. <laughs> so gluten and dairy are both inflammatory endocrine disruptors. Cutting them out, if you have PCOS, can give you an edge in fighting your symptoms because PCOS is an inflammatory condition. So it's worth a try. All women with PCOS have inflammation. Try it for 30 days and see how you feel. Yes. All right. Number eight. Cut out sweeteners as much as possible. So as you may know, with insulin resistance, sugar can spike your insulin levels and trigger chronic inflammation, which is a recipe for PCOS symptoms. So, of course, there can be a lot of like foods to avoid with PCOS, but one of those things you really want to focus on is sweeteners. Mm -hmm. Even artificial sweeteners, they can yeah. spike up your insulin. That's a really common question too, is like, is stevia okay? Is like monk fruit sweetener okay? Like these kinds of different sweeteners and i think in general the only one that we really like is xylitol right mm -hmm. yeah because it's not so bad for your gut health or your oral microbiome and everything yeah all right number nine consider taking inositol 
So 80% of women with PCOS struggle with insulin resistance. So like Cedex said earlier, inositol is the most researched supplement for PCOS. And specifically in a 40 to 1 ratio of myo and d inositol. And that is the same ratio that's found in your body. So when you supplement with that 40 to 1 ratio, it's more effective. Women with PCOS, we tend to not have that 40 to 1 ratio naturally, or we tend to have low levels of inositol in our bodies. Um, someone actually messaged us to tell us that she did blood work and it showed that she had low levels of inositol. She was so surprised. But studies show that that is the case for a lot of women with PCOS and it contributes to insulin resistance, cravings, and then so on and so forth with the high testosterone and all of our symptoms. So treating that issue from the root is really important. And a supplement can be a great addition to a healthy lifestyle that supports insulin resistance. So Ovastol is linked in our description and I will always cheer it on. <laughs> yes, linked in the description. And uh, there's a 15% off PRC code that you can apply and get 15% off your order as well. All right, number 10, don't just cut out all your carbs. So cutting out your carbs can make you feel deprived, can actually increase cravings, and long-term can be basically a, a setback in your PCS journey. A lot of times, like, keto diets can be really, really popular because it can have, like, a, uh, an initial, like, improvement in your PCS symptoms due to the lack of carbs. But long-term, like, it's not a sustainable diet. Not a, Like, it's really impossible to be keto for the rest of your life have less than like 40, uh, 50 grams of carbs, sometimes even less. So what a lot of people do is they go on keto for two, three months. They see like maybe they lost weight, improve some symptoms. But, you know, at, at some point they go back to a regular diet and then the symptoms and the, the weight gain basically comes back because it wasn't a sustainable approach that really focused on the root issues of PCOS. So with that being said, just don't cut out all your carbs. Instead, find your carb tolerance, which is like, how many carbs you should be having in a day. That's what we always educate sisters on, especially in the sisterhood. We help them learn what their carb tolerance should be. So just keep that in mind. Number 11, try doing a 12-hour fast. So that means after dinner, don't eat anything until it's breakfast time. So if you had dinner at 7 and then you'd have breakfast at 7 a.m. the next day, that 12-hour fast is going to allow your insulin levels to drop and your body to go into fat burning mode and your metabolism to work properly. Oh, by the way, with that 12-hour fast, like sometimes you hear like, oh my God, 12 hours is like, that's a long thing. Actually, if you think about it this way, if you eat dinner at 8 p.m. and then uh, after dinner, you just eat breakfast at 8 a.m that's yeah. basically 12 hours so it's you're just bad. basically um not eating like anything after dinner and then eating at breakfast so mm -hmm. yeah all right number 12 don't restrict your calories so again just going back to what we said about the carbs don't do something that's not sustainable don't do something that basically is going to put your body into starvation mode when you put your body into starvation mode by lowering calories it's just going to increase your stress it can actually break your metabolism and lead to just more cravings and make your body burn out so just like the carbs we don't recommend restricting calories yes number 13 avoid alcohol what <laughs> uh, i know this is a tough one because you know sometimes you just want to enjoy yourself i'm not gonna lie i've had like a cup of rosé here and there on this trip. It's great. I enjoyed it. But I try to keep it to such a low minimum. I mean, if you read PCOS SOS, she says avoid alcohol like the plague. <laughs> and that's because 
our liver is already in struggle city if we're insulin resistant and we don't want to make it like more aggravated. And it's really important for our liver to metabolize our hormones. So drinking alcohol is going to like create, you know, pump the brakes on that and it's going to create some problems. Um, a lot of sisters all already struggle with fatty liver as well. So the last thing you want to do is put pressure on your liver. So like drinking, you know, regularly is not ideal for PCOS. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Next one is number 14. Keep a journal of how you feel. So there are a lot of changes that we've been talking about, a lot of tips. But if you try one of these tips, it can be really important to track how you feel and how those tips are affecting you as you go along. And a great thing about journaling is it keeps you or, or motivates you to keep doing that tip or keep uh, making improvements along the way. And it's a great, it's a great meditation, you know, mm -hmm. when you journal. It's a great way to kind of also talk about how you're feeling day to day. And it's just a great way to also improve mental health. Yeah. Uh, speaking of keeping track, number 15 is to keep track of your cycles. So even if your periods are irregular, know when they're coming or, or like track when they come because you might find that like you had a 50 day cycle and then it reduced to 45 and then it reduced to 40. And if you're not tracking, you're not going to know that. And if you know that, then you can see that the things you're doing are having a positive effect on your hormonal balance because your period is like a report card of how the month went in terms of your inflammation and insulin sensitivity and your adrenal health and thyroid health and all of these things. It's like a report card. So if you're having a really late period or a really painful period, this could be a sign of a hormonal imbalance that was happening throughout the month. And if it's improving and your period's getting better, you know, you want to track that. Mm -hmm. Yes. All right, number 16, prioritize sleep. Mm -hmm. So this is such a major factor in a lot of things with PCOS. Uh, and it can rebalance your circadian rhythm. It can help with your mood, anxiety, cravings. It can actually affect cravings so much. And in studies, they've shown that just a couple nights of poor sleeps can have a substantial effect on insulin resistance and lowering insulin sensitivity. So it's really important to get that quality sleep. They say seven to nine hours. Now, we know it's easy to say this, but getting sleep can be more difficult than uh, what we're saying here. But just to, just so everyone knows, like, if you can, if it's possible for you to prioritize that and find a way to get that seven to nine hours, it's a great way and a uh, great thing to do for PCOS. Yeah. And if you're struggling to have quality sleep, like deep REM sleep, try taking CBD before bed. That'll really help you feel yes. like you're rested when you wake up. 100%. That's literally what we do. Basically, every other night we take CBD to go to sleep. And I say every other night because sometimes we come back late and then we don't want to take it too late because then it, it could, you know. Make you feel groggy in the morning. If you yeah. Too much. But if, yeah. You take it, if you take it at like 8 p.m., 9 p.m., then it's pretty good. Mm -hmm. Shoot. I've been taking it throughout the day. Every time we come back to the hotel. Like, really? <laughs> oh, give me a gummy. I need to relax. <laughs> the bicycles. Yeah, it's the bicycles. It's fun, but it's a lot. I'm a really relaxed person. Like, this is not how I live my life. Okay, number 17. Stop doing crazy workouts. So, do you want to take this one or should I? We're taking turns. So, why don't you talk about the workouts? Even though I'm the okay. personal trainer, you should maybe see. Let's see what you know. Okay, well, I mean, we... After we're diagnosed and told to lose weight, we're like, oh, great. Okay, so I'll just like 
run on the treadmill for hours or go to soul cycle every single week, every single day of the week, only to find out that we're gaining weight from it and our symptoms are getting worse and our anxiety is out of whack. So stopping those crazy workouts is really, really key. And I know sometimes it's hard because you really think that you have to do that to lose weight, but you're going to be surprised when you do a slow weighted workout that you're sore the next day and you still have energy and you feel like you meditated after your workout, but you're still like, okay, I sweated. I worked out. Like I, I feel like my muscles were built, you know, during this exercise. And like one thing, one thing to keep in mind is it's not about how many calories you burn at the gym. Mm -hmm. It's never about that. It's about how is this workout going to affect you down the line? So great thing about strength training workouts, like slow rate of workouts is that once you do them, they improve your metabolism after your workout. So even after you're working out the next day, when you're just sitting at the office, you know, at school or at home, it's basically you have a faster metabolism as a result. So you're going to be burning more calories long term instead of just like burning however many calories at the gym, which can actually impact you negatively if you're pushing yourself way too hard. You're number 18. Well, I'm 18. You chimed into 17. But All right. <laughs> we got three more. Here we go. Number 18 is create a nightly wind down routine. So you heard us earlier at night. We usually take some CBD. Of course, like back at home in America, we would have like a whole like night uh, winding down routine. Like either mm-hmm. I'm playing guitar, Tallinn's reading a book on the couch. You know, we do some things that works for us. So for you, whatever that may be, reading a book, lighting a candle, you know, maybe turning off some screens like your phone just so you're not like bombarded by all that blue light, you know, all that stuff can really help your body lower those stress hormones and help produce the melatonin, which will get you to go to sleep and just overall improve the quality of sleep you have. So, yeah, create a wind down routine and let us know what that is for you. Comment on our page at PCOS.WeightLoss and let us know, like, what's your go to way of winding down? Number 19, give yourself some grace. You're not going to do all of these things perfectly and you're not going to do it overnight. So when you find yourself off track, give yourself some grace, be patient with yourself. It definitely took me like a whole year to figure out how to incorporate gluten and dairy free into my lifestyle or any of these tips. Like it took me a good year to like get used to it and Don't like berate yourself because you weren't consistent one or two days or like you got off track for a week or whatever. Like it's fine. Just it's life. This is a lifestyle. Just continue. Keep doing the best you can. And that's really all. All right. So we got our last tip, the 20th tip. Talian, with this being the last one, I think you should send us home. Even though you just went, give us a 20th (laughs) tip and send us home. Number 20. Believe that these small changes add up. So I know it's really overwhelming with PCOS and you almost like, you're like, oh, what's the point? Like, you know, is this really going to make a difference? Like, oh, there's so many things I have to do. Like, how about I just ignore my PCOS for years and then decide to deal with it when I'm ready or when I have time? I know that mindset. I see it a lot. I've been there too. And I just, I want to tell you, like, if you're doing one of these things we mentioned, or if you're doing two or three It doesn't matter. Like it all adds up. The fact that you're even trying will add up. So let's say um, you start incorporating a nightly wind down routine, but that's the only one of these 20 tips that you started doing. Well, that's going to help with your sleep and that's going to help with your cravings the next day because you had good quality sleep. Like you don't have to do every single tip 
right now, tomorrow. Just do one, try to be consistent, and you'll be surprised at how that consistency really adds up into results. Mm-hmm. So those are the 20 tips, and we just want to reiterate, like, we definitely don't recommend trying every single tip at once. You know, this is really all about see which one of these 20 tips apply to you, which ones you feel like you can get started on, and just go at your own pace, one step at a time, one, like we always say, one day at a time, and that way it doesn't overwhelm your PCOS journey. And yeah, and let us know which tips you really like, which tips you're going to apply, and which tips you didn't like. We'd love to know that. Just comment on our PCOS.weightloss Instagram page, and we'd love to get your feedback on these. Okay, before we go, though, we got our sister wins of the week. These are sisters who are thriving with their PCOS, reversing their symptoms. This, we love this segment because we feel like it's so, ins- and people have said it's so inspirational and really encourages them to keep going on. So, our first win is Annabelle Flowers. So, her message is, little UK update from me on a recent win. Ooh, we were just there. Mm. Um, so she talks about her journey and says in October, I started going to the gym five times a week doing a low calorie diet. Five months later, zero weight loss or inch loss. And then she goes, I was literally sticking to my plan religiously and nothing was happening. Mm. March 21st, discovered Sidak and Talian on Instagram and began studying hard. Mm. Within two weeks, I had lost six pounds, and now two months on, I've lost 16 pounds. Wow. I'm a long way to go, but it's happening, guys. I'm so happy I could cry. Okay, we could cry for you. I could cry for you. That's amazing. Five months of nothing and all that effort. Absolutely. And then she she lists her main factors. She goes, the main factors I found made a difference were... Number one, ovacetol. Mm. Number two, reducing my weights in the gym and having longer rests in between sets. For example, 60 seconds instead of 30 seconds. Love that. Mm-hmm. Number three, gluten and dairy-free. Whoop, whoop. Number four, less screen time at night. Yes, yes, yes. Number five, and this is crazy but worked. She says, stop overthinking it. Just get on with your life. Not that I'm not overanalyzing every teeny detail and putting so much pressure on myself and just getting on with my life. It's less stressful. Therefore, my cortisol is lowered. No one felt mm. more like nothing was working than me. I've attached a little pic of my weekly wanes so you can see how it has progress. She goes, please don't give up. It will work eventually. And she included a picture of her, basically her wow. monthly or actually weekly wanes and how they improved. So amazing amazing job annabelle and you know you feel like you're not overthinking it anymore but that's because you're empowered with knowledge now and you can trust that the science that we're talking about in the sisterhood in the five steps to pcos weight loss you can you can trust it you feel like okay you know what like there's some sense to this like let me do it this way and not overthink it and then you saw the results and at that point, it's like, what's there to overthink? Just do it and um, your metabolism will improve and your body will naturally lose weight. Yeah. Um, and you won't have to be like calculating all these calories and how many did I burn and like all of that. And you're just, your body's just doing it. And I love how basically all of these tips or all of her main factors were tips that we mentioned throughout this episode, like ovacetol. Uh, the working out, gluten dairy free, mm-hmm. less screen time at night, and not overthinking it. We just talked all about these during, throughout this episode, so we love that 
you know, Annabelle, you were able to just basically incorporate these things into your life and see all these benefits. So, so great job. Great job. Great job. All right, let's do one more win. This one is from Verena Nichols in the Sisterhood. She says, Hey, sisters, had to share a small but mighty win. I had an annual blood work back in the beginning of March 2022, where my fasting, insulin, sugar, and testosterone were high. April 2022, I started gluten and dairy free. We retested insulin and sugar May 12th and They are down to normal in just a little over a month of going gluten and dairy free. I've gone from you need metformin to you sure you you have PCOS. Wow. Cheers to us sisters. That's amazing. You need metformin to you sure you have PCOS. (laughs) Amazing. We hope everyone gets to hear those words one day. We really do. Yeah, honestly. I mean, I know gluten and dairy free isn't for everyone with PCOS, but look, it's worth a try for at least 30 days to see how you feel because they are, like I said earlier, endocrine disruptors and, you know, they're inflammatory foods. And with PCOS, we already have inflammation. So it can give you an edge in fighting your symptoms. And look at you, girl. Yes. Yes. Congrats to our wins of the week, to Verita, to Annabelle, and to our giveaway winner, Char123. Congrats to everyone. We really, really hope everyone listening to this episode is motivated by our wins of the week, but also by the, the tips that we just gave today. And if you have any tips that you that worked for you that we didn't mention, again, just please uh, comment on our Instagram post. We'd love to share it on stories and just spread more and more tips to, to everybody. Talk to you soon, sisters. Thanks for tuning in. Oh, you're already going to end the episode. Oh, I'm sorry. You just what? you ended so abruptly. But you said everything the that needs to be said. Where is the, you know, sisters? We're gonna go and do, <laughs> you know, keep it a natural little bit here. You know, sisters, we're gonna go to dinner tonight in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. Sirak made a reservation mm-hmm. somewhere. Are we gonna bike or are we gonna walk? We're gonna bike mm-hmm. for heaven's sakes. I mean, I'm really curious at how bikes equivalent to steps oh yeah because before in spain i was like oh we got ten thousand steps but now we're biking everywhere so like what does that mean in terms of steps (laughs) whatever on that note on that note see are you happy see now we can babbled and now we can end it all right everyone hope you have a great week if you have any questions just send us a message on instagram we'll be there to always answer talk to you soon bye-bye If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, you have to come check out The Sisterhood. It's my monthly membership site where sisters just like you are learning how to move through the stages of PCOS. From stage one, cold and alone at the doctor's office, to stage five, nailing the PCOS lifestyle, gluten and dairy free. Get ready to finally feel in control of your body again.